Welcome to another podcast from the Burlington Congregation of the Church of God International. You can find out more about CGI Burlington on our website at cgiburlington.org. Finishing just one hour slots for a sermon, so we just decided last week that I'll use both portion of the sermon and the sermon to cover the topic. And as you heard, I want to talk about the, obviously, Passover, since it's only a week and a bit away from today. And today actually is a New Year's Day. Whether we know or not, it's the one of the most important on the Hebrew calendar. And the reason why, if we don't figure out what is the first one, we obviously not going to know when it's the 14 and 15 and 21, and then we all miss when it's the seventh month, the first of the seventh month, the tenth of the month, and on and on. So today is a crucial day on a God's calendar. And I want to speak about the Passover controversy. There is no any other day in this world, whole world, there is no any other holiday, especially like a Passover, amongst any other religion than Passover. It's the one of the longest holiday celebrated. It goes thousands of thousands of years back. Thousands of thousands of years back. And you know, and that's probably one of the reasons that is so special and is so controversial. I will look, as you, many brethren look at the calendar and say, how come you're coming on Thursday evening and you say that you're observing the Passover? When you get home and you watch the calendar, it will be on the Friday. On your calendar on Friday will be marked Passover. All the Jews will sit down and celebrate Passover on Friday evening, while all of us will come on Thursday evening and celebrate Passover. On Friday evening, when we come together, we'll celebrate the night to be much observed. Many people get confused. What's happening? What is going on? And this argument is not new. This argument goes thousands of years back. And this argument goes even among the New Testament Christians. Even of this day, many people argue, should we be keeping the Thursday night or should we be keeping, as the Jews, the Friday night? Let me just read you a quick, I just did it yesterday. I just went on the Wikipedia and just clicked on the Passover. And it's interesting, just right away, just on Wikipedia, you can, you can see, you can feel the confusion there. So it says, I'm going to read it word for word. Passover commences on the 15th of the Hebrew month of Nisan. Where did they get this information from? And lasts for either seven days, and then in the brackets it says, in Israel and for the Reformed Jews and other progressive Jews around the world who adhere to the biblical commandments, and they close the bracket, and it says, or eight days for Orthodox, Hasidic, and most conservative Jews in the diaspora. And now listen to this. In Judaism, a day, a day commence at dusk and lasts until the following dusk. Thus, the first day of the Passover begins at dusk of the 14th of Nisan and ends at dusk of the 15th day of the month of Nisan. What's going on here? At the beginning, it says the Passover commences at 15. Now, the study starts on the 14th and finishes at the 15th. And the ritual unique to the Passover celebration commences with the Passover cedar with the 15th of Nisan has begun. There we go. Now, for us, Let's say, forget about the Jews. What about the New Testament? We Christians, we argue the subject too. Did Jesus keep the Passover or Jesus was just keeping the supper? That was just the night before. Where is the confusion coming from? 
I'd like you to start today from John chapter 19. Just open your Bible and start from John chapter 19. So here in John chapter 19 and verse 14, it says, Now it was the preparation day, and you know, I don't want to waste my time here, so you know what happened here. It was way after the supper, whatever happened, now Jesus was arrested, now that's, we call, the later part of the 14, right? Now it was the preparation day of the Passover, and about the six hours, and you just keep to verse 31, the same chapter, and verse 31, it says, Therefore, because it was the preparation day, that the body should not remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for the Sabbath was a day. So Jesus, they put him quickly into, into the grave there, just because it was the end of the 14th day, just right before the first day of the first of unleavened bread. So they rushed just to bury him. And now people look and read the scripture and say, if Jesus was keeping the Passover, then what's going on here? Because when you read the John's Gospel says, it says a little bit later there, that the Jews, they didn't want to go to the Praetorium because they were afraid to get, you know, defiled. And they would be able to eat the Passover. So the Jews were not eating the Passover, but you say that Jesus and his disciples were eating the Passover. What's going on here? You know, what is happening here? It's just, just a little confusion. No, it's not. Jesus had his Passover with his disciples at the beginning of 14. And John is actually stating the same thing. That was at the beginning. He says the Jews, they, they didn't participate because they keep the Passover at a different time. Now, let's go to the other New Testament writing. Let's go to Matthew chapter 26. Matthew chapter 26. And we need to read very carefully here what the other writers are saying about the celebrations that happened between Jesus and his disciples. Matthew chapter 26, verse 2. Jesus asking his disciples, and says, you know that after two days is the Passover. So he's fully aware when Passover is going to come. He says, in two days. It's Passover. Now, if you skip down here to verse 17. Now, the same chapter, verse 17. Now, on the first of unleavened bread, so here is a little bit of confusion. On the first of unleavened bread, really, is that the 15? Not really. We know from history that, just as we do today, sometimes we mention that this is the Feast of Passover, and we have in mind the whole eight-day festival, or sometimes just say this is the Feast of Unleavened Bread, which we have in mind, all celebrations through lasting through eight days. But here it says, Unleavened Bread, the disciple came to Jesus saying to him, and here's the question, where do you want to prepare for you to eat the Passover? It doesn't say, where do you want us to prepare for you the supper before 
the apostle doesn't say that. He says, when do you want us to prepare for you to eat the Passover? And he said, go unto the city to certain men and say to him, the teacher says, my time is at hand. I will, I will keep the Passover at your, at your house with my disciple. So the disciple did as Jesus, as Jesus had directed them. And they what? And they prepare what? And they prepare the Passover. You can't go out. You can't go around here. You can't say that you know this Passover doesn't mean Passover. It can be Passover. It can be something else. You can't go around it when you read this text. And now the next verse is as they were, when the evening, verse twenty, when evening had come, not afternoon, when evening had come, he sat down with his twelve, and in verse twenty now. 21 now. Now, as they were eating, he said, what they were eating. As they were gathered together, what they were eating. They were just eating the little piece of cracker and just have a little sip of wine, and they, did, and they call it a Passover. What they were eating. As you notice, every single gospel, they say, as they were eating. Eating and eating all the time. What they were eating. And just skip to verse 26. And you see here the same thing. Matthew chapter 26 and verse 26. And as they were eating, as they were processed, eating the supper, right? What supper? The Passover supper. Jesus took bread, blessed, broke it, and gave it to his disciples and said, as they were eating, not after they were eating or before they were eating the supper, as they were eating, he actually took the bread and implemented the new covenant with his disciples. Let's go and look. Let's see if all the gospel writers agree on that. Luke chapter 22. Luke chapter 22. Luke chapter 22 and verse 1. And now as the feast of unleavened bread drew near which is called Passover. Now we have, have a little bit more specific description. How it was used interchangeably between these two holidays. I just keep to verse 7 here. They, then came the day of unleavened bread, or Passover, when, they, when, when the Passover must be killed. When the Passover must be killed. What's going on here? It's just the look gets so confused that he missed the timing that he just doesn't understand what is happening here. This most important day, the most important night. He just, oh, he just asked he when the Passover must be killed the following night. No, he says as the Passover must be killed. And he sent Peter and John saying, go and prepare the Passover for us that we may eat. Same language. Passover. Not the supper before. Not the Lord's Supper. Passover. Skip to verse 14. Now, when the hour had come, exactly the same thing, when the hour to the proper time came, when the hour had come, he sat down and the twelve apostle with him, and he said to them, with fervent desire, I have desire to what? To eat this Passover with you before I suffer. 
And let's go to Mark now. And I choose Mark to be the last one because there is one piece of a very crucial information there that the other Gospels just don't mention it. Mark chapter 14. Mark chapter 14 and verse 1. Same language. After two days, it was the Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Now we get more clarification here. It was the Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And I want you to skip to verse 12 here. Now, on the first day of unleavened bread, when they killed the Passover lamb, the lamb is missing here, but when they killed the Passover, his disciples said to him, where do you want us to go and prepare that you may eat the Passover? Read the verse, read the verse 12 one more time. And ask yourself the question, who are they? When they killed the apostles. Who are they? When they killed the apostles. That's very specific. It's not just a reference to the feast, but to a specific timing. When they killed the apostles. What did they eat at night? What did they have for supper that night? Lamb. But some people say it's not in the Bible. We don't know. Yes, we do. How? How are we going to go around verse 12? There's no way that you can twist it around and say, Jesus didn't have Passover. They'll have to discard all the gospels and say, Wait a minute here. If the Passover is on 15, how would you fit all these accounts here into the New Testament? How would you fit them? How is that possible? How is going to twist all the scripture and say, this is not what it says? Oh, really? Then what does it say? Explain it to me. What does it say? One can be clearer than whatever is written here. When did Jesus keep the Passover? At the beginning of 14, when he was crucified. At the end, when he died, at the end of 14, that Jesus didn't know what he was doing? Why is such a discrepancy here between the Synoptic Gospel and John? What about this? What if there was disagreements about the Jews, how to keep the Passover? Would that explain why John's right, whatever? He's just, he's just writing an observation here. Let me, let me read you from some of the sources, the Jewish sources. And we know that all the holidays... You know, Jews disagree about many things. They argue about many things. There's not much argument when it comes to a Sabbath day. There's argument how we keep it, but they don't argue when you keep it. They don't argue much about Feast of Unleavened Bread, how we keep it. They argue a lot, the Passover, when you're supposed to keep it. Oh, there is a lot of arguments there in history. They don't argue about any other festival like they argue about the, about the Passover. The Universal Jewish Encyclopedia. 
That's what it says here under the article, Pascal Lamb. The Pharisees and Sadducees had a dispute as to the time when the slaughtering of the lamb should take place. The former held it should be in the last three hours before sunset, but that's exactly what happened in John's Gospel. That's where the Jews sacrificed their lamb before sunset, and the later the Sadducees between sunset and nightfall at the beginning of the 14th day. When did Jesus keep his Passover of his disciples? At the beginning of 14. When did the Jews keep the Passover? At the end of 14. The Encyclopedia Judaica, under the article Passover, says the following. The Feast of Passover consists of two parts, the Passover ceremony and the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Originally, both parts existed separately, but at the beginning of the exile, they were combined. Passover was originally not a pilgrimage feast, but a domestic ceremony consisting of the slaughtering and eating of the Paschal animal. At least we know one thing from the Jewish sources, not from our sources, from the Jewish sources, that they could not agree on the timing of the Passover. At least we can come to the conclusion that the Jewish authority, they acknowledge themselves that there are some historical sources that even at the time of Christ, there were Jews that kept the Passover at different times. Not at one time. Even though the temple was standing there, they kept the Passover at different times. Now let's go back to a moment to the uh, Gospel of John. As you, as you read through the Gospel, which I believe it was written the last for a reason, for many reasons. So John read this Gospel from a different perspective. So let's hear in chapter 2. John chapter 2. Look, he will look what he would write. John chapter 2 and verse 13. He would just start this, this chapter would just start like this. John, not chapter start like but here we're starting verse 13, he would say like this. Now the Passover of the Jews was at hand, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Why is John saying this? We know from the Leviticus that you know the feasts are a feast of the Lord's. They're not the feast of the Jews. Why would we say that? Now the Passover of the Jews. What is he trying to tell us? At that time when he wrote this gospel, there's already a separation between the Jewish Christians and the Jews. There's already separations between them. They couldn't agree together. Before that, they would worship in the same synagogue. Now there is split among them. John is writing years later, and he says, now is the holiday of the Jews. John chapter 11. Verse 55. John chapter 11 and verse 55. The same language. And the Passover of the Jews was near. And many went from the country up to Jerusalem. The same thing. Why is John using this language? Why he doesn't use it? The Passover of the Lord. Because that's what it is called in the Bible. We'll go, go there a little bit later. But it's actually called the Passover. The Lord's Passover. That's the title of the day. That you're going to celebrate. You're going to... Observe on Thursday evening. is the Lord's Passover. It's not the Jewish Passover. Or it's not the CGA Passover. It's the Lord's Passover. And even later. I mean not later. But even when Paul was writing to the Corinthians. In chapter 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. There is no conflict. Anywhere in the gospel where the Christians were keeping the Passover. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, and in verse 20, 23, we've read this verse so many times in the last few, in the last month, 
when Paul is writing to the Corinthian church, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night in which he was betrayed, he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, On which night he was betrayed? On which night he was betrayed? And we know it. On which night he was betrayed? On the 14th. When did he have his supper of his disciples? At the beginning of 14. No questions. You can't go around it. No matter what you try to do. Unless you, unless you have to twist the scriptures everywhere. In and out. Just to prove your point. So I'll stop right here. That's just the in- introductions to it. But what I do in my second part. I want to spend a lot of time in the Exodus chapter 12. Just to show you that it actually says exactly the same thing. There's no confusion in the Bible. Jews were confused. We might... Some people might be confused, but God is not confused. He knows exactly when is his holy time, at what appointed time. And, you know, I think there is no reason for us to be ever confused, especially when it comes to one of the greatest days on our calendar, which is the Passover. So, brethren, as I mentioned before, Passover is the most controversial observance in the Bible. And where is the controversy coming from? And it's coming right here from the book of Exodus. Book of Exodus, chapter 12. So here in Book of Exodus, chapter 12, is the whole account of the Exodus story. But there is one verse here that all this controversy about where we are about to keep this day, in this verse 6. Now we shall keep it until the 14th day of the same month, and the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it. And in my New King James Version, the translation here for this word is twilight. In others, it's evening. So the argument is, what evening are we talking about here? There is a Hebrew word specific for this that is different than the word evening, which we're going to go and explore in a little bit later. The other controversy that is spreading throughout the church, it's verse 18. Verse 18, it says, in the first month, on the fourteenth day of the month at evening, you shall eat eleven bread until the twenty-first day of the month at evening. The same argument. When we start the count. Where is the beginning? Is it evening at the beginning of fourteen? Or is the evening at the end of fourteen? If it's at the end of fourteen, then it's fifteen. That fourteen should not be mentioned here. So I guess is that from the beginning of fourteen, so if we start keeping the Feast of Unleavened Bread from the beginning of 14, and we know it, that it's supposed to last for seven days, then we come to the conclusion that we finish on the 20th of the first month. So that's another confusion. So we're going to explore all of these options here. But as I, as I told you in the first presentation, there are two major schools of thoughts about the word twilight here. The first school of thought is that this evening or twilight is the time between sunset, the actual sunset, 
and the total darkness. So it depends where you live. You have a time of approximately an hour and sometimes even longer between sunset and a total darkness. And the other school of thoughts, the Jewish school of thoughts, is that the word evening or twilight is the time between late afternoon at the late afternoon, like 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, which is hard to define, which how we define late afternoon. And then that's the first evening and the other ones at the sunset. So you have a period of about four, five, six hours. It's up to your interpretations how you want to define. So that's the other school of thought. Which school of thought is right? Is it possible to know it? Since the Jews cannot agree and they know the Hebrew, what about us if we don't know the Hebrew? So let's start from the beginning, brethren. Let's start from Genesis. Genesis chapter 1. And put something in Exodus chapter 12 because we're going to go further and back. But most of the time we'll spend in the book of, book of Exodus. Genesis chapter 1. And in just verse 1 here. And it's the perfect division how God divides time. Verse 5. And God, and God called the light day. So here the Hebrew, Hebrew word for day is yom. Y-O-M. And you have electronic devices, you can check it. So the Hebrew word for day is yom. And the darkness he called night. And the word for the night here is la'il. L-A-Y-I-L. L-A-Y-I-L. And he says, so the evening, and the evening here, for the evening is the Hebrew word, Ereb, E-R-E-B. You can actually see, I posted a little sheet on the, on the wall, so later on when you go through it, it will be either to identify. So E-R-E-B, that's the evening, that's the Hebrew word for evening, and, and the morning for the first day. And the Hebrew word for morning here is Boker, B-O-Q-E-R, B-O-Q-E-R. So as you look in here, it's not difficult to figure it out. What separates the night from the day? It's the morning. And what separates the day, the night from the day, right? The night from the day is the morning, and the night from the day, am I getting it right? The night through the day is the morning, and from the day through the night is the evening. It does a very specific moment. When is it? Either when the sun sets or the sun rises. That's the separation. And that's what it goes throughout the Bible. Now, that's in Genesis. That's what God says right here in Genesis. It's very easy to figure it out, what this word means here, right? So let's look. There are a few combinations when it comes to the Hebrew word evening, E-R-E-B. There are a few combinations here in the Bible which make a huge difference. But what's up to the confusion, if you look at your phone when you look at the Strong's, Everywhere, the Strong's would put the same Hebrew words as a one Hebrew word, E-R-E-B. So people look at it and say, this is just the one simple word, Hebrew word. It's not. In some of the Hebrew words, there are some additional letters added, which make a huge difference. So let's explore. Let's, let's look at the first options of the E-R-E-B, which is added 
A-W-D. I don't know how to pronounce it, so I'll just spell it out for you. Look at Leviticus chapter 26. Leviticus chapter 26. Leviticus chapter 26. Chapter 22, I apologize. Leviticus chapter 22. And verse 6. Leviticus chapter 22 and verse 6. And the person who has touched any such thing shall be unclean until evening and shall not eat the holy offering as last he washes his body with water. And when the sun goes down, he shall be clean. And afterwards, he may eat the holy offering because of his food. So here in verse 6, the word until evening is A-W-D and E-R-E-B. And in Strong's, it will be just the evening, E-R-E-B. So basically, the, safe, the simplest definitions of E-R-E-B, just this one word alone, alone it means, just means simply, the sun is down. That's it. Sun is down, that's the evening. Sun is down, that's the evening. Why is this important? Because people, later on I'll show you, who wants to justify the Passover happening at the late portion of 14, they'll say, oh, that's not really true. Evening is not really evening. Evening can be late afternoon. So it's important to know and understand what different, what different words mean in the Bible. So in this case, person was not clean for how long? Were they clean till, let's say, 3 o'clock in the evening, and then suddenly they were clean because they could justify that for me, evening means at late evening, at 3 o'clock, or 4 o'clock, or 6 o'clock, and I'm unclean at this time. No. When they, will be, where, when they would become clean? When the sun goes down. At what point the sun goes down? At sunset. After sunset, it's a new day. They become clean. No confusion. ERB cannot mean before sunset. No way. And there is other scriptures through the Leviticus that will, you know, prove my day. The other options here. which is M-A, Arab. So the first option is till sunset. Now we look at the other option, M-A, Arab. That's the second option. And the third option will be D-A, Ba'arab, which is on sunset. And it's a beautiful how we can define this word biblically. Just go to Leviticus, Leviticus chapter 23. Well, all three of them appear in one sentence. All three of them appear in one sentence. So we don't have to go anywhere else. I believe this one just beautifully defined how we should define all these other words. Leviticus chapter 23. Now, we hear about the Day of Atonement. On what day we observe the Day of Atonement? No one argues that. What day we observe the Day of Atonement? The tenth day of the seventh month. No one argues. All agree. The tenth day of the seventh month. So let's read it here. Leviticus chapter 23. And this one verse is here in verse 32. In verse 32. It shall be to you a Sabbath of solemn rest. And you shall afflict your soul on the ninth day of the month at evening. From evening to evening you shall celebrate your Sabbath. So that's the English version. 
So some people will say, what does it mean evening? It says, oh, I should start at the night evening. So basically, hmm, can I start fasting at 5 o'clock just before the sunset, two hours before sunset? That's what I read in my text. An evening at 9. I start fasting at evening at 9. So then my question would be, can you finish your fast at two hours before sunset on the 10th? What would you do? Is it okay? I start my fasting one hour before sunset. Or let's say I start my fasting at 3 o'clock on the 9th, and I finish on the 10th at 3 o'clock. If you want to justify that this word evening can mean afternoon, then we can just justify everything. Let's look at the Hebrew language here. It shall be to you a Sabbath of solemn rest. Read it one more time. And you shall afflict your souls on the ninth day of the month at evening. Ba'areb. At evening of the ninth at Ba'areb. Well, how would you define out this day? At the end of the nine and the beginning of the ten, at sunset at nine, at Bad Arab, right here, right? You shall afflict your soul. And it says, from evening, Ma'arab, from evening to evening, you shall keep my Sabbath. What is the difficulty? Where we, where we have a trouble, where we supposed to start the fast. At the end of nine, between, at the, right at the sunset, this is precise instructions. At the precise, from sunset, at the end of the nine, towards the ten, that's where we start, at sunset. And from sunset, till sunset, we keep our Sabbath. And we use the scripture to justify anything. That's why we keep the Sabbath. We keep the Sabbath from Friday evening to Saturday evening, right? Because we use the same scripture to justify all of this. Make sense? Go to Exodus chapter 12. Go back. Just before we go there. You know, sometimes when you come, come across the scriptures that, you know, might present some difficulties. Many times we are blessed because there are other scriptures in the Bible that are much easier to understand. You agree? Am I right? Right. So let's go to Numbers chapter 28 before we go back to Exodus. Let's go to Numbers chapter, Numbers chapter 28 here. So we're talking about the Passover. Numbers chapter 28. There are no confusing words here. Straightforward. Numbers chapter 28, verse 16. What does it say here? On the 14th day of the first month is the Passover of the Lord. That's it. No evening, no whatever, between the evenings, nothing. No twilight. On the 14th day of the first month is the Passover. What's the confusion? When is the Passover? Is on the 15 or is on the 14? 14, just keep reading. When the days on leavened bread starts and how long they last. Verse 17. And on the 15th day of the month, of this month, is the feast. 
Unleavened bread shall be eaten for seven days. Where we start to eat unleavened bread? Where is the beginning point? From what day? 15, right? Not 14. 15. How long does it last? Just skip to verse 25. And the seventh day you shall have a holy convocation. You do no customs here. Seven days from 15. When is the seventh day? On the 21st. How long is the seventh day? Can we say we stop at 4 o'clock and we at 4 o'clock we go for a juicy burger and say, hey, that's it, I'm done. My days of 11 bread is over now because I started three hours, whatever, whenever I wanted. That's what the Bible said? No, it's very specific. You can't go around it. Let's go back now. Let's go back to Exodus chapter 12. And let's clarify this one scripture before we go to the Passover. Verse 18. In the first month, on the 14th day of the month at evening, you shall eat unleavened bread until the 21st day of the month at evening. What's the confusion here? Let me read you in a Hebrew version, okay? One more time. In the first month, on the 14th of the month at evening, Ba'arab. When is the 14? At the end of 14, at the sunset, but are between 14 and 15, that's the Hebrew word that is used there. You shall eat unleavened bread until 21st day of the month at evening, which is Ba'arab, the same word. How long we shall eat it? Till the end of 21. There's no confusion here. You don't need to go around and twist it and try and, you know, like, hey, since I started here, I finished here because I started here, whatever. No. Simple. Straightforward. At least to me. I'm not confused by all this passage. Everything falls into one place. When you look, we look at them at the end, just make perfect sense. No confusions at all. So now, with all this information, and you know, some people would say that Hebrew language is not specific, it's not precise. I would agree. But when it comes to the holiday observance, it's very specific. It's very specific. It's either at sunset, or when it comes to the Passover, it says between the evenings, as it's also a very specific time because he gives you one, about a one-hour window. God says you don't have to be specific at sunset, but you have the one-hour time. Between this time and that time, that's when you should do something like this. God doesn't tell you that you should do something, hey, the evening is last from 2 o'clock till 7 o'clock. So you have 4 or 5 hours and you do whatever you want to do. If you feel like start at 6, you start at 6. If you feel like start at 4, you start at 4. It doesn't matter. God is very specific when it comes to his observances of his holidays. And he doesn't have limited, you know, he doesn't have a limited vocabulary. I'll show you some examples in the Bibles. We've got people, some people say that God's got some limited vocabulary, right? Go to Genesis chapter 18 and verse 1 here for a moment. Genesis chapter 18.
Genesis chapter 18 and look at verse 1. Abraham, verse 1. Then the Lord appeared to him by the terebinth tree of Mamre, and as he was sitting in the tent of the door in the heat of the day. So here the Hebrew word, the heat of the day, is Chom Hayom. That's what it is, basically, in the heat of the day. And it means early afternoon when the sun is at the highest in the skies and it's hot. So that's the Hebrew word for this word. So if God wants to sacrifice his Passover lamb, he would just say, I want you to sacrifice your lamb at Chom Hayom. That's the afternoon portion. That's it. And we know when it is, at early in the afternoon, when it's the harvest. Judges 19. Judges 19. And in verse 8. Judges 19 and verse 8. Then he arose early in the morning on the fifth day to depart. But the young woman's father said, Please refresh your heart. So they delayed until afternoon, and both of them ate. So here, in this case, the word afternoon is neta, N-A-T-H-H, which means to stretch out or decline or towards the later portion of the afternoon. Again, if God wants to, at this portion of day, to sacrifice the Passover lambs, why he just mentions, I want you to sacrifice Ruah, Hayom, or, or this word, Nathan Hayom. And we know exactly where to sacrifice the Passover lamb. But God didn't use these words. He used different words. You can look at Genesis chapter 3 and 8. You don't need to go there, but you can write it down. When God says, when God walked through the Ab- with Abraham through the cool of the day, and he is Ruah Hayom here, that he used that day, and this towards, the, towards closer to the evening, where it is cooler, cool of the day. If God wanted this time to sacrifice his lamb, why didn't he use this word? So God does not have a limited vocabulary that he's trying to confuse us when we are supposed to keep the Passover. Not at all. We make it complicated. And it's usually when we don't like or it's not convenient for us, then we try to weigh around, beat the way around to fit our beliefs into the scripture. And then when it becomes confusing. So, you know, let's go to Exodus chapter 12 one more time. And look at this Hebrew word one more time. Let's read this verse. And look at this Hebrew word that it says there, evening or twilight. Exodus chapter 12 and verse 6. Then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it. And here is the twilight. What is the Hebrew word here, twilight? The Hebrew word for it is ben ha-arbaim. So basically how we spell it. B-E-N. B-E-N, leave a space, H-A, leave a space, and A-R-B-A-Y-I-M. You might come across a little bit different spelling, but it's the same meaning. So, I don't know exactly how to pronounce it a little bit. Thank you, Larry. Something like that. So, again, so this is the word it is. Basically, what it means, it means... Between two evenings. How would you define two evenings? So the rabbis, through all their writings, they say that first evening is between two evenings. So they would define this like this. This first evening is as noon when the sun begins to go down. So once the sun reaches its max point and starts to decline, they, says, they will say this is the first evening. And the second evening is at sunset. So they will say... 
This is the time of the day that God says you should sacrifice your Passover lamb. So at the time, when the Jerusalem temple was still standing there, it was around 3 o'clock when the Passover lamb was sacrificed. Because they said it's time from afternoon till sunset. We have almost half day to do all of this thing. How, why would they define something like that? Convenience. So many things were going on. Why would they merge eight-day celebration to the seven-day? Convenience. Too much cooking. Too much traveling. Too much on our heads. We are working people. Don't have enough time. When we come just this, when you come towards the end of 14, so we meet the commandments at the 14, but it actually goes into the 15. It's all done. Perfect. Makes sense. You can you, you can you can do research. That's what they, how they're gonna. That's how gonna define. Now, is that what it means? How would you, how would you know? Like you know, for me it's easy. I check my phone. I know exactly when it's sunset. I know exactly when it's sunrise. You know, I have a watch. So say like, wow, okay, it's 12 o'clock. It's one o'clock. Hey, evening. That's the evening time. It's one o'clock. It's the beginning of my evening time. Six o'clock. I say, uh oh, I have whatever time. Is that how God wants to confuse His people? Look how easy it is to find. Why would God start the day from sunset? Why? How many of you would get up in the morning and just, just to check when they're actually the, it's the beginning of the day? Let's say if the day is at the sunrise. How many of you would get up in the morning in summertime at, let's say, 5.30 or 5 o'clock and say, you know, I'm going to check what is the beginning of the day? No, it will be difficult. Sunset is easier. You just stay up and just watch. Suns go down, day is over. New day begins. It's easy. No confusion. You don't need to, you don't need to have a Rolex watch. Now, between the evenings, let's say it's between the sunset and the darkness. How that, how that difficult it is to find out. You don't need a watch. Oh, there is a sunset. It's a sunset. I need to prepare. I have about an hour. In this time, God gives me a time frame to do my Passover. Why is that so confusing? It's not. So this word twilight appears 11 times in the Bible. So I'll give you all the scriptures so you can go home. You can study them. And as we go through all of them, let's just see it. If you can find if the most of the time the words, the Bible, the verses define itself what they mean. We don't need any dictionaries. Just read the verses, how they appear. So this word, Ben Arabim, appears 11 times in the Torah. In the Torah, just Torah alone. It doesn't appear in the other Hebrew writings. So the first appearance is right here in Exodus chapter 12 and verse 6. Then it's Exodus chapter 16. If you want to follow, if you want to open the Bibles, you're welcome to do it. Exodus chapter 16. And here in verse 12, it says, I have heard the complaints of the children of Israel. Speak to them, saying, I, At twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall be filled with bread, and you shall know that I am the Lord your God. Try along as we go through all these verses, if they can, you can find a meaning where you can find, define the time at what portion of the day this would happen. Just see if it makes any sense as we go through all of this. Then Exodus chapter 29. Exodus chapter 29. And in verse 41. 
actually 39, verse 29 and verse 39. One lamb you shall offer in the morning, and the other lamb you shall offer at twilight, or between the evenings. Do you have a specific time frame here? So you can say, oh, I, I can see what it means here. The next one, verse 41. And the other lamb you shall offer at twilight, and he shall offer it with grain offerings. So there's another word here, twilight. It's be- between, between the two evenings. And the next one is Exodus chapter 30. And in verse 8, chapter 30 and verse 8. And when Aaron lights the lamps at twilight. So that's another verse. And the word that, you know, this thing appears. And the other one, we don't have to go there because we know it is Leviticus chapter 23, verse 5. That's the holiday chapter. So we've been there and will be there for the next few days. So Leviticus chapter 25, you shall keep the Passover at 14, at twilight. Then Numbers chapter 9. Numbers chapter 9. Verse 3, on the 14th day of this month at twilight, you shall keep it at its appointed time. Again, in relation to a Passover. Verse 5, and they kept the Passover on the 14th day of the first month at twilight. Again, another relations of this twilight to Passover. Verse 11, the same the same. Chapter, Numbers chapter 9, verse 11. On the fourteenth day of the second month, at twilight, they may keep it. And Numbers 28, the last two. Numbers 28, verse 4 and 8. For the one lamb you shall offer in the morning, and the other lamb you shall offer in the evening. And verse 8. And the other lamb you shall offer in the evening. So let's look at them briefly here. As we discuss, we try to find the time frame. Now, if we will go to Judaism, they will define for us like this. The first offering was, so the morning is not morning, it's actually 9 o'clock. And the other offering will be at 3 o'clock. So they'll say, this is the morning sacrifice, this is the evening sacrifice. That would, that would happen at the time when Jesus was walking this earth, according to the Judaism. The morning, which is poker, was at 9 o'clock and the evening was at 3 o'clock. So, you know, it might make sense, because here in Numbers says, you know, the morning sacrifice is mentioned first, and the evening sacrifice is mentioned second, according to the same scripture of the Exodus, that we read the morning and evening. So, they will say, you see, they start at evening, if they start at evening, why the evening sacrifice is not mentioned first, but the morning sacrifice is mentioned first, and the evening sacrifice is mentioned later. So, it means... The morning is first and the evening is later. That's how they will look at you. It says, you know, you see, this word does not mean sunset. It can mean afternoon, 3 o'clock. First thing when you look at it, yeah, it's possible. But that's your logic 
and you know against my logic. We can prove that definitely from just just few four verses of Exodus of the morning in sacrifice when exactly is the morning and when exactly is the evening sacrifice. We can prove. We can say that that's for sure the third hour of the day and that's whatever the three o'clock in the afternoon. We can. Let's look at some other scriptures. Let's let's say put if this evening and morning sacrifice. Let's go to Exodus chapter 30 and see if we can say have more light. Exodus chapter 30. And here in Exodus chapter 30, specific instructions, what to do about the tabernacle service. And here in verse and here and here in verse eight, it says, "And when Aaron lights the lamps at twilight, he shall burn incense on it as perpetual incense before the Lord throughout your generation." So just think about it. What he was supposed to do, as we read here in chapter thirty, you can study at home. He should trim the lamb in the morning with the morning offering, and he should and he should light up the lamps with the evening offering. Why would you light up the lamps at 3 o'clock in the afternoon? Why? In the middle of the afternoon. In summertime, it's really hot in Jerusalem at 3 o'clock. You have many six hours of daylight. Why would you light up the lamps at 3 o'clock in the afternoon? I'm just saying, these verses do not define the time. But it's my logic against your logic. But sometimes when my logic is against your logic, you know what? My logic doesn't make sense and your logic doesn't make sense. Because we need to find a proof. We need to find a biblical proof. Because your logic and my logic is useless when it comes to the Word of God. We can argue further and back. Oh, I think this or I think this. I think this. I think this. doesn't matter. What I think, what you think. We need to dig in. Exodus chapter 16. And this is very important chapter here in the book of Exodus. God is going to put them to the test. He's going to send something. He's going to perform a great miracle. So let's read it. We're going to spend a little bit more time in this chapter. You know all the stories. I don't have to go through all the details. I'm speaking to an educated audience. And we don't have any new visitors. Which is actually a good thing today that we don't have any visitors. Verse 6, Exodus chapter 16 and verse 6. Then Moses and Aaron said to all the children of Israel, At evening, Arab, right? At evening you shall know that the Lord has brought you out of the land of Egypt. Evening cannot, cannot be afternoon. Evening cannot be afternoon. You shall know that the Lord has brought you out of the land of Egypt. Verse 7. And in the morning you shall see the glory of the Lord. For he hears your complaints against the Lord. But what are we that you complain, would you complain against us? So Moses said, This shall be seen when the Lord gives you meat to eat in the evening. He'll give you meat to eat in the evening. Okay? And in the morning, bread to the full. For the Lord hears your complaints, which you make against him. 
And what are we? Your complaints are not against us, but against the Lord. So Moses spoke to Aaron, say to all the congregation of the children of Israel, Come near before the Lord, for he has heard your complaints. Verse 10. Now it came to pass, as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the children of Israel, that they looked towards the wilderness, and behold, the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, I have heard the complaints of the children of Israel. Speak to them, saying, pay attention now, saying, at twilight, between two evenings, you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall be filled with bread, and you shall know that I am the Lord your God. Verse 13. So it was that the quails came up at evening and covered the camp. When did the quails come? At evening and covered the camp. When was that between the evening? Before sunset or after sunset? What is the twilight? After sunset. The twilight cannot be before sunset. You see it? There are two Hebrew words here. Verse 12. At twilight, in the middle of the verse, at twilight you shall eat meat. Between the evenings, Ben Arbaim, you shall eat meat. Verse 13, so it was, the quail came, not between the evenings, the quail came at sunset. If the quail came at sunset, when did they eat the quail? Later, right? After sunset. When it's between the evenings. What portion of day is between the evenings? After sunset, before the darkness. This is not my idea. This is not my logic. This is not your logic. You can argue further and back whatever you want to. This is how God defines his word in the Bible. Make sense? Make perfect sense. So now, as we all now understand the difference between the sunset, the Arab, and the between the two evenings, let's go back to Exodus chapter 12. If I would say Passover, I'll say, hey, I keep Passover. What is the first thing that comes to your mind? I keep the Passover. What would you say? Passover. First thing that will come to your mind. What is it? Come on. Passover. I should that you Passover. What is it? Nothing? To Ray comes on leavened bread. Passover. Come on. To me, when somebody mentioned Passover, what I think? Christ died. Right? Christ died. Passover, Old Testament. Passover what? Lamb died. That's what I mean? What's the full meaning of the Passover? What is the definition of the Passover? And I'll tell you why. Because people would see when there was Jewish sacrifice, and they would say, Jesus Christ died at the 3 o'clock, and the Jewish sacrifice was at the 3 o'clock. You see... The Passover had to be killed at 3 o'clock because they fit perfectly. And they said, this is the Passover. Really? Let's go to the scripture. Let's find what is the meaning of the Passover. We don't have to be geniuses here, right? Passing over. That's the meaning. That's God named the day. Lord's Passover. Passing over. Let's read it here. 
one more time, we need to make things clear because other when we go outside the Bible, the things will confuse us. Passover, right? What gave it specific meaning to this observance? What was it? Was it the killing of the lamb? Think about it. Was it the killing of the lamb that they gave the meaning of the Passover? Was it? No. The Israelites, they killed many lambs through the year. So it wasn't just the killing lamb at a specific time that they say, hey, this is the Passover. No. Was it the eating of the lamb that gave the meaning Passover? No. Then what else? Was it the sprinkling of the blood of the doorpost that gave the meaning of the Passover? Ah, now we know. What was the Passover? Passing over. Now, when I would ask you, when did the Lord pass over? What part of the day he passed over? What would you say? Midnight, right? Now, when I say midnight, what is the thing first comes to your head? Because to my head it comes 11.59. Boom, midnight, right? There is no such a concept in, Jew- in Jewish, in the Hebrew language. For us, midnight is important because everything changes at midnight. We go from one day to the other day. Midnight, it means middle of the night. When can it be the middle of the night? I don't know. 1 o'clock? 1.30? I don't know when. 12.30? 11.30? I have no idea. It just means middle of the night. And we, we think that, you know, when the clock's, you know, exactly, you know, 11.59, boom, that's what God go and kill the firstborn Egyptians. It's just the middle of the night. You have to make sure that, you know, we don't confuse our culture with the other culture. So here we know exactly Passover, what is Passover. So now, if I say, if the Israelites would say, are we keeping the Passover, right? What would that mean to that person keeping the Passover? It's just the killing the lamb? Oh, no. Way more than just killing the lamb. Let's look. Exodus chapter 12, verse 6. Now you shall keep it at the 14, and you should kill the lamb between the evenings. That's verse 6. What else? Killing the lamb, that's what? One part. Verse 7. And they should take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel of the houses where they eat. That's the second thing that they had to do. Kill the lamb, put the, put the blood on the doorpost. Verse 9. And you know, do, do not eat it raw, nor boil, boil at all with water, but you should eat it roasted with fire, with its heads and everything. You didn't have to spend hours trying to clean the animals just to cook it. No. Everything. The whole animal. You need to roast it. Now, just go back to verse 8. That they shall eat it, the flesh. Then they shall eat the flesh on what? The next day? When did they eat the flesh? On that night, roasted in fire with what? There is another addition. There is a meat and what? And unleavened bread, and if you bitter herbs, they shall eat it. Just keep going. <clears throat> verse 11. And thus shall you eat it. How they supposed to eat it. With bell on your waist, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand, so you shall eat it in haste. It's the Lord's Passover. Now, we will come back to this, Lord, to this word haste a little bit later. But you see, it's the Lord's Passover. It's not the Jewish Passover. It's not the CGI's Passover. It's the Lord's Passover. Right? Go back to verse 10. As you celebrate this festival, this memorial festival, verse 10, you shall let none of it remain until morning, and whatever remains of it until morning, you shall burn it with fire. 
You can look what the, what the word for the morning is there. If you want to do your own studies, you'll know when the morning is. You know, people who say that, that Passover is at 15, they'll say, you know what? Here again, this morning doesn't mean morning. Oh, the morning can mean in the Hebrew scripture, the morning can mean at 3 at night. Oh, really? Then I can use, you know, then I can use de- definitions like that, like, like this to everything, that I can justify keeping feast at any time I want to. Any time I want to, basically. Keep going here. And then, just keep down to verse 22. It says, You shall take the bunch of his dip it in the blood in its basins and strike the lintel and the two doorposts with the blood that's in the basins. And what's the next, and then what's the next sentence? And none of you shall go out of the door of this house again till morning. What's the morning here? None of you should go out of this house till the morning. And I'll go back to verse 12. For I will pass, verse 12, for I will pass through the land of Egypt on what night? It's a different night. On that night, and I will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both men and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. Because what I do, God says, because it's Lord's Passover, what do I do here? I'm going to pronounce judgment, and I'm going to execute thousands of thousands of firstborn of Egyptians. Verse 13. Now, the blood shall be assigned for you on the houses where you are, and when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And, and, you know, because of all of this, God's great mercy on the Israelites, verse 14. So this day shall be to you a memorial. This day, which day? Passing over. When is the passing over? On which day is it? On the 15th or on the 14th? On the 14th. This day shall be to you a memorial, and you shall keep it as a feast to the Lord throughout your generation. And you shall keep it as a feast by an everlasting ordinance. What can be clearer than that? Where is the confusion coming from? Why is the confusion coming from? And just keep to verse 26. And it shall be, verse 26, the same chapter. When your children say to you, what do you mean by this service? Then you shall say, it's the Passover sacrifice of the Lord. You see, it's the Passover sacrifice of the Lord. It's the Lord's Passover. Passover sacrifice of the Lord. Who passed over the houses of the children of Israel in Egypt when he struck the Egyptians and delivered our household. So the people bowed their heads and worshipped. Brethren, Lord's Passover is not just about killing the lamb. There was just the one aspect at the beginning of it. There is a whole bunch of other things that people had to do properly in order to be saved when the dead angel passed in the middle of the night. But most of us, when you think about Passover, we think about Slaying the lambs. That's it. And now we go to the, and, and study the, you know, the Jewish literature. Oh, they had the worship service like at this o'clock. Oh, this is perfect match. So the Passover is actually according to the Jews. They are right. Oh, really? Do a study. Do a deep study. Let's go back here. And we need to study this word haste. Because some people would say, oh, 
Why they need to be dressed up? And why they need to eat in haste? In what haste? They were not leaving till the morning. What haste? No rush. No rush. So the Hebrew word here, in verse 11, when it says, in verse 11, it says haste. You, so we shall eat it in haste. Is the Lord's Passover. So the Hebrew word here, haste, is, I wish I knew Hebrew. Cheap, cheap. I would, I would just try to spell it. You can have your devices. You can check it up later. C-H-I-C-H-I-P-T-A-Z-O-W-N. And now, look at verse 33 in your Bible. Same chapter, verse 33. And the Egyptians urged the people that they might send them out of the land in haste. There's another word, haste. But this time, this word haste is a different Hebrew word than here in verse 11. This one is mahar. M-A-H-A-R. What's the difference between two words? Yes, mahar. You gotta move fast. You gotta go. This is urgent. I want you to leave. What's the other one? It's got a more meaning. You need to eat it and fear and trepidations. Think about it. You sit in your table and you participate in this great supper. You put everything according to the commandments. And it's night. You have no idea when it's going to be the middle of the night. You don't have watch. You can't tell. You can watch your Rolex watch and says 11.59. There you go. 10, 9, 8, 7. Boom. No. Slowly, you start to hear, you hear voices. As you eat this meal, you hear voices coming, screaming. Slowly. One here. One there. Two. Three. And there is lament throughout the whole the land. How would you enjoy your supper? How would you eat your supper? Would you start eating fast? I would be fearful then, right? Why fearful? What if I missed? What if I missed something that God commanded me to do through all this specific regulation? What if I missed something and the angel might come and kill my firstborn? Is it possible? Think about it. What if I am firstborn and do all this preparation? How would you eat the supper? In rush? Where do you go? Where do you go? Going nowhere. You're on God's mercy. You are on God's mercy. I'll be fearful. Who wouldn't be? So now, there is so much more to say, but you know, we're just running out of time. Study. Go over. Study it at home and just see what kind of conclusion you can arrive. But as I said, when you study it, look at the scriptures that are easy. Why don't you look at the scriptures that are easy, then look at the most difficult and you see if they make any sense. Because it's easier to define something with the easier scriptures than going starting from the most difficult and to going the other way. One more time. Let's look to Numbers chapter 9. Numbers chapter 9. All of this knowledge that we have. It should be much easier now. Numbers chapter 9. 
Does it make sense? Yes, no? We'll see later. Numbers 9, verse 2. We covered those verses again. But now we know the specific meaning. On the 14th day of this month, you know it's the 14th day of this month, at twilight, between the evening, you shall keep it. You shall, you, you shall keep it as an appointed time. So you shall keep it when? At the 14th, at its appointed time. Don't stop here. Because remember, it's not just about slaying the lamb. Okay? It's more than that. It's not just the killing the lamb. It's more than that. What does it say here? At its appointed time, and according to what? Some of this? Some of these rites? All of its rites and ceremonies, you shall keep it. Every single ceremony is not just one, not just the slaying the lamb. All the ceremonies, when do you keep it? When is the appointed time? At 14. And so Moses told the children of Israel that they should keep the Passover. And they kept the Passover on the 14th day of the first month at twilight in the wilderness of Sinai according to all that the Lord commanded Moses. So the children of Israel did it. Skip to verse 10. There are some people who are unclean on this day. Speak to the children of Israel. Verse 10. If any one of you, if your posterity is unclean because of a corpse, or is far away on a journey, he might still keep the Lord's Passover. When? On the 14th day, of the second month at twilight they may keep it. They shall eat it with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. You notice there is no instruction for keeping the feast of unleavened bread? There is no instruction to keeping the feast of unleavened bread. But now it's, you know what? You kept the Passover, so now we keep the unleavened bread. There is no instruction. There is no repeat of the feast of unleavened bread. Just the Passover. When you keep the Passover on the 14th, where is the confusion about where you're supposed to start, the, you know, eating the unleavened bread? There is not. It's only one day to keep. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. And again, as I said, keeping a feast. If I say, I keep the feast of unleavened bread, right? I keep the feast of unleavened bread. So you see me on the first day of church, you don't see me on the last day of church. Because I'm on vacation. I'm in Hawaii. I'm enjoying the ocean. Am I keeping the feast? Hey, I came on the first day. Do I keep the feast? You know, I could say, hey, I keep the feast of Passover. I slain the lamb. I killed the lamb. I don't want to do anything else. Do I keep the feast of Passover? I don't. So keeping a feast it's way more than just slaying the Passover lamb. Way more. Way more to it. But we're just so limited. One little thing's trigger and just, oh, the confusion starts and it's just like, wow, 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 wait a minute. Numbers chapter 28. We've been there before. Let's do it one more time. Numbers chapter 28. Number chapter 28, verse 16. On the 14th day of the first month is the Passover of the Lord. No confusion, not 15, not late 14, of the 14th of the month. Verse 17. And on the 15th day of this month is the feast 
Unleavened bread shall be eaten for seven days. On the first day you shall have a holy convocation. You shall do no customer work. And you skip to verse 25. And on the seventh day you shall have a holy convocation. And you shall do no customary work. 15 and 21. It's not 14 and 20. 15 and 21. 15 is the first day of unleavened bread. 21 is the last day of unleavened bread. That's what it says here. Numbers chapter 33. Numbers chapter 33. Verse 2. Now Moses wrote down the starting points of the journey at the commandment of the Lord. And these are the journey according to their starting points. Verse 3. They departed from Ramses in the first month on the 15th day of the first month, on the day after the Passover, the children of Israel went out with boldness in the sight of all the Egyptians. In the boldness, sight of all the Egyptians. Verse 4. For the Egyptians were burying all their firstborn, whom the Lord had killed among them. Also under God's, the Lord had executed judgments. Just this one verse alone. People claim that the same night on the 14 or whatever, no, 15, they killed the lamb towards the end of 14, they ate the lamb at the 15, at the dead angel Passover, the same night, they were boom, on the go of leaving Egypt. Who would do a funeral after your son died? Who would do a funeral at night? When would they do the funeral? During the day portion. As they were leaving. They were leaving their homes. They were guarding to the gathering points. They would see all the Egyptians burying the dead bodies. They would see the devastations that happened in Egypt. Almost every single home, they would see the devastations that happened. That's it. Deuteronomy chapter 16. The day after Passover. What's the day after Passover? Deuteronomy 16. Verse 1. Observe the month of Ebit. And keep the Passover to the Lord your God. For in the month of Egypt, the Lord your God brought you out of Egypt by night. And they left Egypt on 15. What portion of day? Night. Put all the scriptures together. Do I have, do I have to twist the scriptures to, to present to you my presentations today? Did I have to twist any of them? Do I have to, you know, this, it says this, but... But you know, when you start, I did. I involved myself in many conversations about the Passover day. This is my favorite subject to speak. I'm very passionate about it. And the reason why, because I hate. I hate where God's people are confused where to keep the Passover when it's the most important day of the year. It is the most important day of the year. What have you learned so far? It was a lot. I know. But what have you learned? A full day starts at sunset and comprised evening, night, morning, and day. Right from Genesis, right? What divides days and night? And nights and days? Sunrise and sunset. That's what makes the difference. Evening is after sunset at the beginning of the next day. 
I have some scriptures. If you want to see it during the sermon discussions, I have some scriptures that people try to prove to me that this word doesn't really mean sunset. Next point. Passover starts in the evening of 14th of AD. Exactly the same time Jesus Christ started his Passover service. At the evening, at the beginning of 14th. The term at evening, or Ba'arab, cannot and does not mean late afternoon, but sunset. Passover lamb was killed at between the evening, Ben Harbaim, which means twilight, between sunset and night, on the 14th, beginning of 14th. And Passover and the days of unleavened bread are two different days and two different meanings. And we can't fuse them together and we can't separate them. They just go together one in hand, hand in hand. Passover means different things and the first day of unleavened means different things and the last day of unleavened bread means different things. And keep in mind too, that Passover cons- you know, consists of many ordinances, rites, and ceremonies, not just killing of the Passover lamb. It was more than just killing of the Passover lamb. So, as I told you, how many scriptures they have twist and, you know, bored you with different dictionary stuff, and, you know, this is this, and this is this, and... But when you get engaged with people, you know, and you will say to them, you know, like, the Bible shows that Passover is on the 14th of Abib. They will say, yeah, yes, Jen, but you know, 14 doesn't mean 14. 14 means 15. Trust me. That's what they will say. 14 doesn't mean 14. 14 means actually 15. Then you will say, but the evening means after sunset. They will say, yes, Jen, yes. But evening doesn't really mean that. It just means that evening can be sometimes late afternoon. So then you say, how would you define what is late afternoon? Oh, I don't know. Two o'clock, three o'clock, four o'clock. No. What is the late afternoon? Oh, I don't know. But it's, if sunset is not the evening is not the sunset. It can be late afternoon. You know, we say that Passover, when we talk about the Passover, means killing, eating the meat. But they will say, yes, Jen, but the Passover is just the killing the lamb. And that's it. And the rest is actually the Days of eleven bread. It goes into the fifteen, and on and on and on. I don't have to twist any scripture. If you think the Passover is a fifteen, then you have to twist a lot of scripture to prove the Passover is on the fifteen. So now, let's come to the conclusion here. Why all of this is important? Because we could just say, doesn't make any difference. If you observe on 15 and I'm so stubborn to do on 14, let's say we just meet in some point in the middle and just get together. As long as we love each other, as long as we expect each other, respect each other, as long as we don't fight, is not that what God wants? Just love one another. Who cares about the specific timing? If we do it at sunset at the beginning of Thursday, let's do it at Thursday 3 o'clock. 
We are, I'm supposed to do on Thursday evening. You're supposed to do on Friday evening. Let's meet in the middle. Don't have conflict. Really? Think about the Exodus Passover. What if you put the doorpost? What if you put the blood on the doorpost at the wrong timing? What would happen? Was it just a trivial thing? Or if you say, you know what? I killed the lamb. I don't want to put any blood on the doorpost. Would that be okay? Every single point had to be met in order for the firstborn to be saved. And look at us here. This thing is spreading like a wildfire. You'll hear more and more people saying to you, they come to church and say, yeah, we came to observe, but not, this is the, this is the wrong day. We're actually supposed to be keeping that the next day. Oh, really? You know, you go back. Our forefathers, I'm talking about Christianity. They fall asleep for a moment. They fall asleep for a moment, and look what happened. We changed the Sabbath observance to Sunday observance. Why? Because it was more convenient. The Roman populations, they actually were, they actually knew what the first day of the week meant to them. It was more convenient to meet on the first day of the week than on the seventh day of the week. It was easier. Way easier. Our forefathers fall asleep and Instead of keeping Passover 14, we keep our communion. Just like that. Instead of keeping Passover meal, what do we do? We come and have a little cracker and a little glass of wine and we say, this is the Passover meal. Really? Remember what we cover in the New Testament? Eating, eating, eating. While they were eating, while they were eating, eating. It was just, just a little sip of wine, a little cracker. They have a poor meal. All these years, where are we going? If we're not going to stand up and fight for it, just guess what? what's going to happen in the next 50, 100 years with the new generations going to be in charge of the church. Why argue? I just keep it whenever everybody agrees. But brother, it is important. It is important. In history, Many brethren died. They died. They were executed for keeping the Passover of the 14th of the month. It's a historical, historical fact. Many of them died. So they just keep the Passover, not Easter. Passover of the 14th of the first of Hebrew month. So keep it in mind. As we're going to come and we're going to observe on Thursday evening. And some, some people would say, Jen, it's not right to call it Passover. Why not? Because Passover brings us back. And you do not choose. You are Christian. I said, oh, really? I said, Passover brings us not just back to the Exodus chapter 12. Passover brings us back to Abraham and this sacrifice. Passover brings us to the future, to the marriage supper of the, of the Lamb. We can't escape without Passover. It runs from the beginning to the end of the Bible. It's not just a oh, Jewish holiday. This is the Lord's passing over. Not Jewish This has been a podcast from the Burlington Congregation of the Church of God International. We hope you are blessed by it. To find out more about CGI Burlington, visit our website at cgiburlington.com.
www.thebibleshow.org.